Welcome back to Embodied Millions. This is Danielle Margraf. Today, I want to talk about emotional debt and specifically abandonment and self-abandonment. Abandonment is probably one of the most common ways we show up in the world. My clients show up to me with this type of emotional debt in their system, in their body system. It is what affects their manifestations. It's what affects their money on a very deep level. It's what affects their success, their fulfillment, what uh, creates a cycle of guilt and shame that they might be moving from in the world without even realizing it. So my clients come to me, some of them already very successful. They've already have established businesses and yet they are uh, probably the more commercial term for it is burned out. Um, I would say they come to me feeling unfulfilled, um, tired, exhausted, depleted, alone, um, and essentially feeling like they've poured all of their pain into this pseudo power by distracting themselves by creating uh, this higher level of success. And so abandonment is really when our needs have not been met, right? We could be, uh, as children, emotionally abandoned, mentally abandoned. We could be physically abandoned, right? There can be neglect. Uh, there's, you know, levels of uh, abandonment. And so what I'd like to talk about today is really how this emotional abandonment in whatever way you've experienced that has turned then into self-abandonment and how this becomes a core wound of how we learn to move in the world that repels the very thing that we want to attract. So Really, what happens is when we show up, right, abandonment as medicine for showing up in our capacity to hold and expand more. So that can be more money, more wealth, more joy, more pleasure, more fulfillment. Okay. The capacity to hold more requires relinquishing the debt that we carry of not wanting to let go. Right. And so. The weight of the mental, emotional, energetic debt that we carry weighs tons, right? It limits our vision and it creates a block, a barrier, a repellent. And what we really want, what we actually want is to be able to have the capacity to expand, to receive more, to welcome more into our lives. And so it is spirit wanting to be expressed, right? Spirit wants to be expressed in us, which is why we are always having another desire to be, do, and have more. It's why desires don't stop, right? Do you ever remember like being a little kid and being like, oh my gosh, I won't ask for another thing. Just get me the new bike, right? If you do this, I won't ever want another thing. I just want this, right? And how long did it take before that became an old thing and there was another thing? thing that you desired, craved, wanted. And that is totally normal and natural because spirit is always wanting to express through us 
more and more and more and more. That is the nature of spirit living in this human body and wanting to express. It's what, where our desires come from. It's that pull, right? It's that, it's that nudge. It's that. I don't even know why I want to do this, but I just feel so called to, right? And so abandonment starts, right? We'll talk about abandonment starting as could be a mother or father wound, right? Starts as a, could be a teacher, could be a friend, right? But typically abandonment starts somewhere and the experience where our needs haven't not only been met, but it, the messages were unimportant, were unseen, were, were unmet. We are undervalued. We are not worthy, right? There's this sense of we don't belong. We do not have the ability or the importance to take up space, right? And so our essential I am, right, in the human form feels not good enough. Uh, we tend to really go into a level of how do we now cope with all of these feelings because survival also kicks in. How do we survive feeling like this? So abandonment becomes like this open wound, right? It's like an open sore that we put a Band-Aid on to heal. And so what happens is it's not really healing that we're doing initially, it's coping. And this is where we might go into fawn, we might go into codependency, right? We want to be liked, which is a human condition. We all want to be liked. But we take it to another step, right? The abandoned person can take it to another level, right? Pleasing and appeasing everyone, becoming hyper vigilant, being able to have these energetic antennas out all the time, knowing what to say, when to say it, becoming a chameleon, camouflaging themselves, you know? And so there's this level of starting to wear a mask, some social mask, in order to survive in the world where there is this feeling of abandonment. And so what happens is, right, we become self-abandoners. We begin to self-abandon. And so it is then that this new version of us, right, creates from a place of what is it that I need to do in order to make myself feel better, and it's not conscious. This is not conscious behavior, but this is where the energy of burnout comes from, lacking inspiration, lacking creativity, not tapping into their soul-aligned truth, their soul-aligned what wants to be expressed, what what do I want to invite into my world, right? And that does affect your energy. And as we know, like attracts like. So if you're under if underneath, right, you are self-abandoning because you have been abandoned in some way in your life or have felt abandoned some way in your life, you are operating from an energetic vibration of not enough, right? Low self-esteem, maybe low self-confidence. That, But you're wearing a mask of powering through. So 
with my women who I work with, typically what happens is they've had to be survivors. They've had to learn to care for themselves. And then they show up in a way where they have overfunctioned, going into their masculine energy, doing, doing, doing. The doing becomes the, dis- the distraction for the feeling. They're always in search of figuring it out. They become masters at finding and creating solution to their problems, which is a beautiful skill on its, upon itself. So how do we begin to recognize that we might be self-abandoning? So when we are in a constant doing energy, right, there could be a level of self-abandonment that is required to sustain the doing energy, the figuring out energy. Uh, typically, when a client starts to come into this uh, level of work, they there's a lack of feeling and what i mean by that is there is a sense of um when i guide someone into their bodies to start to do that sort of reconnection there's a reconnection that starts to happen it is easier for them to find the pain it is much more difficult for them to find the places that show up inside of themselves so When you have a hard time trusting yourself, you hide parts of yourself, your feelings, your beliefs, ideas, your voice, what you want to say, your identity, your, your power, right? We diminish or discount how we feel because we either think they don't, it doesn't matter how we feel or we are going to be rejected because of how we feel. And this is self-abandonment in a nutshell, We abandon ourselves when we don't value ourselves and then we don't act in our own best interests, right? We don't, we don't show up for ourselves. And for so many women that I know, actually, I've seen it in men as well. This self abandonment is really because we don't trust our own innate body wisdom, our own instincts, right? We tend to go into overthinking, second guessing, doubting, um, you know, assuming other people know better than we do on, of our, for ourselves. That is us giving our power away. Oftentimes we go into what I discussed earlier, the people pleasing, right? The validation from others, Um we, a lot of times, you know, there, there comes this, there's this suppression of our needs to validate others. But in what I have found is many, many women don't even know what they actually need, right? They're not even clear on what they need. They're not clear on even being able to find the pleasure in their bodies. I was in this camp for a really long time, right? I remember 20 plus years ago, um, there was such a suppression 
of my needs, my desires, what I wanted, what made me feel good because I was so living out what I thought I should be doing that came and stemmed from a lot of shame, right? Something so shame is this idea, right? Something is inherently wrong with me. When something is inherently you feel something is inherently wrong with you even if you're not consciously thinking that, but there is something going on. What we do is we suppress and then we don't even know what we need. You know, there it becomes hiding these parts of ourselves, hiding any part of ourselves that we think might be unacceptable, right? Turns into um, this veil, this mask that we wear, you know, for safety. I mean, listen, it's it's for safety. Self abandon is for safety, right? And so we, um, you know, when we're self-critical of ourselves and we're judging in judgment of ourselves, which is easy to be in a world where it's all cancel culture, right? There's this whole thing around cancel culture. And so, um, of course, we are in, you know, self-criticism and self-judgment. We're self-criticism and self-judgment just by how we grow up, you know, um, when we don't meet our high, high, high standards, that might be, you know, whether they were put on us or that's something that we, you know, we came to grow into as a side effect of perfectionism, you know, and perfectionism is you're not going to feel worthy regardless of what, how much you do, you know, and worthiness, that worthiness piece, not feeling worthy no matter what, right? That worthiness piece is a core wound for so many right? We don't honor ourselves. We don't, uh, you know, we are in total suppression because we have not learned to be adaptable to uncomfortable feelings. You know, a lot of nervous system work is around and the work that I do, you know, is around how do we adapt right? How can we learn to adapt so we can hold more right? That's where we we hit a certain point, we hit a glass ceiling, and then we can't hold anymore. And then we think we need to do more to hold more. When the truth is, it's really about instead of pushing away, right, things that are uncomfortable, you know, whether it's being in avoidance or being in denial or, right, we actually learn how to be with ourselves while we're moving through the discomfort, where we learn to then adapt and regulate right? In that, in this sort of, in our system, how our system works. So that way we can hold um, more. We can hold more. You know, when we're in codependent relationships, a lot of women that I know have been, I'm always call myself a recovering codependent. I feel like it is a constant set state of, um, you know, it's just a constant state of, focusing on someone else's needs and wants and, you know, neglecting yourself. Uh, and that could be very subtle, right? It can be very subtle where we get so sidetracked in focusing on someone else's needs and desires and wants that we don't even realize we're like doing it because we want to be a good person. We're doing it because we want to be a good wife. We're doing it because we want to be a good mother. We're doing it because, right? But we end up neglecting ourselves in in the meantime, right? And that can happen, that you can learn that in childhood. 
I mean, that could be done through childhood. If you were the fixer of the family, if your feelings couldn't take up space, if there wasn't capacity for you to have bad feelings because someone else in the house had bigger feelings than you, that is very possible. When we don't speak up for ourselves, right? When we, when we don't say what we mean, when we don't mean what we say, when we don't, you know, it's one thing to be able to create a boundary, but, but the key is enforcing boundaries. Can you enforce the boundary? Right. And doesn't have to be done angrily or scarily. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be. I know a lot of people get scared uh, when it comes to enforcing boundaries because typically the other person uh, on the other end of that enforcement is going to have some sort of temper tantrum. Right. There's going to be some sort of tantrum that, you know, makes you feel that you're doing something wrong is typically how that works. And so. You know, self-abandonment, like I said, begins in childhood. There's something that happens. There's an emotional, physical need that isn't being met. And it is a learned behavior, right? It's a way that we cope. And so a lot of times we, when we are in this unpredictable, chaotic, you know, maybe even abusive environment, um, we will, you know, in order to be able to safely right? Because it's, we are all born for safety and connection when, you know, this is where this, this anxiety comes in, right? So we become anxious and we become, become this hypervigilant, you know, space. So if abandoning yourself was necessary for you at some point in your life in childhood, and it isn't helpful anymore, right? We want to stop doing that, right? We want to stop. And how do we do that is, we are doing the work of self-mastery. We're doing the work of really, you've heard issues are in the tissues. We allow ourselves to go into and explore our body in a way where we can understand our relationship with ourselves. We can start to learn to feel safe with our feelings. We could start to learn to feel safe and connected to the parts of ourselves that we have disconnected for safety. Right. We can start to take off the social mask and put on this sacred, um, self, right? We can wear the sacred self and be safe doing it. We can move in the world in a way where we can slow it down, where we can be authentic, where we are not leaking this energy, which Listen, when you're leaking energy like that, it will affect your business. It will affect how you show up for clients. It will affect the quality of life that you have with your own children. It will affect your relationships, your marriage, right? It affects everything. It will affect how you lead. It can. You are the common denominator, right? And so the truth is, is that when we express who are, who we are, literally our soul. It is a soul aligned expression through our business, through our work, through our creations, through all the things, right? We can start to rediscover and become in alignment to the person that we know we are meant to be. When you become in alignment, right? And we are in this state of being in alignment and feeling in alignment and our body, right? Noticing the feelings in our body, noticing where we might have these subtle, could be subtle, could not be subtle, but, you know, headaches and 
You know, maybe your heart starts to speed up. Maybe you start sweating. Maybe you have a pinch or an ache or a pain. You know, a lot of people pay attention when something hurts more so than they pay attention when something feels really good. Maybe we don't even know what that feels like. But when you start to notice the sensations, underneath the sensations is a feeling. It's an emotion, right? And when we start to recognize this and we start to just be with these feelings and understand what is happening, we can have this awareness of the feelings without judging them and really be able to dial into that it's there is a part of us that is being activated or triggered or um, responding to something that might not feel in a line with who we really are, right? With our highest, most goddess self. And so as you're moving through some of this work, as you're moving through some of this identification around self-abandonment, right? We can be able to look at things like, will you listen to your body? Do you want to listen to your body and what your feelings are telling you? Because your body wisdom and the cells in your body, right? They know They know what's right for you before your brain even can process, right? And are you feeling, are you working from a place of feeling guilty? Are you working from a place of shame? Are you making decisions from that place, right? Where are you making, are you making decisions out of fear? Are you making decisions out of scarcity or lack? And so there is a way that we can really show up in ourselves And we can learn to trust ourselves and trust our body and lean back and lean into this place that allows you to act according to your values, to be in honoring of your needs, right? To be able to express how you feel safely, to stand your ground, right? To allow yourself to be imperfect. And show up in that in a way that is still powerful, right? I think that there's this part of us where it's like, we're not allowed to be human anymore. You know, when I got into the coaching industry and before that I was a yoga instructor and I was a uh, energy, I I did energy mastery, you know, work and um, all sorts of self-development tools around uh, working with energy. And, you know, I always say I'm in the business of people, right? I'm in the business of people. I want to work with people. You want to work with people. You, We all are working with people. Even if, no matter what, we're all working with people. And, but what happens is, is I think that there is some disconnect around that we're allowed to be human. There is something called human error. And I don't know if it's error so much as it is learning and lessons and growth, but it's almost like the growth has been taken out, been taken out of, you know, we're supposed to grow, but we're supposed to do it in such a way where it's not messy and it's not complicated and it's very super where we only get million dollar results. And that's just fucking bullshit. It's not true. It's not accurate. You know, we are humans and the human experience is messy, 
right? And the human experience is way imperfect, right? Whatever perfect is. And the human experience is all about growth, but that growth leads to so much more alignment if we keep in mind that our growth is about becoming more and more aligned to our soul self. Spirit resides in the body. Spirit resides in the body. So your body is the first line of like yay or nay. If it works, it feels good. It doesn't work. It doesn't feel good. We've been so conditioned to not listen to the body and to move away from the body because we feel like we are in this place of always needing to figure out how to get it right. People are so much more... um connected to this idea that right is better than growth. And it's not conscious necessarily, but when we need to be right, sometimes we self-abandon as a, as a way to just be right. We just need to be right because right feels good to our ego. So with that, um, I wanted to just, yeah, I think I feel complete. Do you feel complete? I feel complete. Um, let's Let's say we'll see you, right? We'll see you next week and sit with this idea of where you might be self-abandoning right now in your life, in your business, in your work, with your partner, with your kids, with your self-care, with your parents, you know, where are you abandoning yourself, you know, and where is it safe to not say? Where is it safe to not acknowledge? Where is it, um, you know... Where does it feel safer to not show up fully, you know, as you, you know, as an aligned version of you? Okay. Uh, until next time, have a beautiful week.